The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. Yeah, yeah, hold up. KD2 shit. Hey, hold up, come on, whoa. Right back at this. Right back, right back, hold up, whoa. High on life, drunk off dark liquor, chicken eerie. Like I threw on thriller. Bitch, I'm a hard hitter. Rolex clocks and killers holding the order. I'm praying God delivers. I had runners with Say, hey, yo. What's good, TSF Entertainment? We are back tonight, and we got a goodie. First of all, I'm your boy, Jack of Jordans. I'm going to have a special co-host today. He ain't been on in a while, but he's here tonight. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, yo, yo. What up, everybody? Y'all know who it is. It's Fresh Your Highness. Slide through in the building for the night. So every time me and Jack of Jordans link up, you yeah. already know what it is. It's Cigar Hour. Yeah, he got the cigars going. We got the red cups, your glass, your blue cup, whatever you put it in, go ahead and enjoy. It's a Friday night, so we're getting it in. Today we got a special one. We got a special one for you. We're gonna talk about Nas' newest release, King Disease Two. Or first, or first notice. First of all, I like the whole. I, I, I like the title of where he goes at it with it with the, with the title and his play on the title. That's first and foremost. Secondly, he got a lot of features on here, which normally he don't really do that many features. But he has a lot of features on here. Before we get into it for song for song, what's your take on it? Just off of first hearing about it being released and getting pretty much an idea of what was on it and who was on it. Off the is this all right, so it's gonna be weird. I know a lot of people not gonna rock with it. Off first listen, first release. I kind of wasn't rocking with it right away. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but I wasn't. It was a couple of songs here and there that grabbed me, but I was just like, I don't know what it was. It might have been my state of mind that day, which is probably why I think the day it dropped, I was probably in like a bad state of mind. So that's mm-hmm. probably why I had something to do with it. But I was just like, you know, this ain't it. So like I always do, gave myself a couple of days and then just during like the week, Going at work, I'm riding to work, listening to it at work, mm-hmm. coming back home. And I was just like, yo, okay. I was like, yo, I this is probably better than the first King's disease. Mm. Like, I was like, because the first King disease, there was a little bit, there was kind of more skippable tracks than mm-hmm. on this one. On this one, I kind of let it ride a little bit more. And it seemed like it seemed like on this one, Hit Boy like really touched Nas' roots and gave him the stuff like, all right, this this should be like how normal Nas album sound. Where with the first King's Disease, he kind of like mixed it where it was just like, all right, we're gonna do your old school type feel, but we also gonna bring in like the new school type feel. And yeah. I think that's probably kind of like where 
it kind of like it didn't mesh right where this one like it just it just messed right so over time i was like yo okay yeah i was like i rocks with this joint heavy like i was just like yo okay this 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 is it but like you said though also i was also surprised at like how many um how many um features features yeah because it was like knives normally don't do the features that mm -hmm. heavy and it seemed like i want to say what i think he got like what 16 songs and like out of 16 it's like what maybe six six features he got but they was, but, 15 but, but, tracks yep okay so we got 15 tracks yeah so i'm gonna say maybe like about six seven features but they were still dope features though yeah but, most definitely they was definitely they was definitely dope features, but yeah, I probably yeah, I think I me personally would probably put this over the first King's disease. You know what's crazy? Me. You know what's crazy? Like the first the first King disease, it's it's reverse for me. The first King disease, <laughs> it took me a minute to kind of catch on. Like it was certain songs that I like. It was like the, the nostalgia of the firm getting back together. I did love that track, you know, yeah. and I love the one. I believe uh Kanye West was on it. Um, I think he I think he was on it. Yeah, I might be wrong. Um uh I, I like that one. Uh I can't remember the name of the song right now. It excuse my mind right now. You talking about on the first on the first thing disease? I, I might not have been Kanye West. I, mean, I might I might be thinking about something else. You probably think about his produce joint that he did for now. Produce, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was about to so, say he wasn't. I he, he wasn't rapping. Was yeah. yeah, he wasn't rapping. He produced it. So, yeah. so like it was a couple of tracks that I liked on that, and it was a shorter album. Um, Very short. Yeah. So this one, when I first heard it, firsthand, it was I was on my way to work. So on my way to work, I can't really get the feel for an album unless I put my headphones on and really get into it. That's the only way I can really get into any album I ever, ever listened to. I have to sit back, put my headphones on, you know, and listen to the words that did, you know, mm, he just said that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, like, I really, like, that's how that's how I get into it. With this yeah, one, we, it, it, it gained my interest because he had, I saw an Eminem feature on there. I saw an EPMD feature on there. I saw that he, you know, reconnected, you know, with, with Lauren Hill on there, you know, and I had to rush to that track immediately because the first time they ever connected, it was magical. You know, that song still rings yeah. out in people. That song still bleed through people's windows as they drive in, you know, as they drive in to and from where, whatever, they daily commute. So, like, it, like it, 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 it pulled me in and I gravitated towards it because of some of the features and the fact that he doesn't do too many features. Exactly. I think I think we're different. Uh, but it's funny because for me, I, for me, my listening, where I hear a new album, I have to listen to it. I have to give it the car test. Like mm -hmm. I have to listen. And I, and I guess maybe because of how my car is set up as far as audio wise, mm -hmm. like, that's how I get the feel of the album. I could probably do it in my headphones, especially like with my beats. I could probably do it with that, but I don't know. It's something different where it's just like when I do the car test and I'm listening like on my way to work or from my way to work, you know, going home from my way to work or just driving in general. It's like 
I completely, because most I have all the windows up, make sure everything's closed so I can hear, mm-hmm. you know, straight. And I don't know what it is. I'll just zone the fuck out. And I'll be like, yo, like, like how when it was, um, it was store run, like I said, because I, I, and I, and it's just weird because I remember this vividly just listening to it when, um, as time progressed. Like I said, the first two days, like I said, I think my state of mind was just all fucked up. And I wasn't really paying no attention to it. I was listening to it, but I wasn't hearing it. And I just remember I'm on my way home and store run came on. And I was and it, it blew me away. I said, Yo, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And I ran that song back at least like three times because it caught me so off guard. And I was what? like, yo. Well, let's let's get let's get straight into it, man. So the first track is the pressure. You know, the the first track is the pressure. I'm not sure whether or not if that was uh produced by a uh, hit boy. Hit boy got a signature all through this album. You know, like it's it's funny because if they was giving the Grammys to you know people of uh, uh of the hip hop uh, genre, then yeah. hit boy might deserve one because he. His his signature is stamped on his album, but um, the pressure it, it comes on. I can't I can't really give you no quotes off the, off the pressure because that's one of the songs that I kind of like. All right, this is getting me a feel for it. This is getting my feel yeah. for it. But yeah. you know, it's like songs that it, it like going through it. He got songs that actually, you know, that touch up on things that I go through personally. But the pressure production. Is like crazy, and let me let me start by saying this: I always get Nas the benefit of the doubt. He like Nas is, a, is legendary, so always get Nas the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna always give his album more than one, more than one, more than two, more than three listen listens, you know, in order for me to make a judgment on it. But what do you think about the first song of the of the first of the album, Pressure? Okay, before I answer that, you got the music going in the background. I do. I'm my degree silent. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I thought it was on my end. I was like, I thought I, I thought something connected to my to no. my headphones. I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? All right, we can edit that part out. Yeah. Um, pressure for me. First off, yeah, like you said, Hit Boy, Hit Boy did Hit Boy did the whole album. Same way okay. King's, same way he did King's Disease. Right. Hit Boy has surprised the fuck out of me to do two, matter of fact, in my opinion, this is his third dope album that he's executive, that he's done, uh, produced, because he's shocked the hell out of me when he did Benny the Butcher's album. Like, that album right there was just Fire. amazing. Like, and that was the, and I could say that was the album that really, because I wasn't really rocking, you know, with the whole, um, Griselda crew like that was like production wise. So that album just like it was amazing. But to get back to Nas, like it was that pressure is like in my opinion, it was just it was classic Nas. It was just like Hip Boy brought in like a little bit of the new school, but he kept that old school vibe and then the way Nas was kicking it off, it was just like, yo, it's like I'm here. Like so, it was just like it was a dope. In my opinion, it was a dope intro to the to the album. I won't say it's a, a legendary intro, but it was still a dope intro to the album because it, it just kind of like sets that tone 
and that's what makes you feel like, oh, okay, you know what? And, and my and matter of fact, now thinking about it, that's what makes it seem like, yo, this about to be like kind of like the old school Nas type five album because it just kicks off that tone, it sets that tone with the beat and everything. Um, I won't say it's one of my favorites, but it definitely kicks off the tone. It definitely kicks off the tone. Of the album. You know what? He 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 opens up the pressure by he say by him saying. The pressure weighed a ton. It's getting too heavy. It had to inspire them again like I did it already. Real one still real one still around released confetti. God's son across the belly. To me, like by him saying God's son across the belly, that actually takes me back into like the old that takes me back to nasty Nas. Cause I think Nas had phases of his life, or I made it categorize phases in his life where I switched his name up personally. I think like he was nasty Nas for a little while. Yeah. You know, then things did things change for a minute. Then he went to Escobar. It kind of take it back to when he was beefing with Hov when he when you put that godson across the belly. Yeah, you know, and then like to me, he went to like Nazir for a minute, and then he kind of blended a lot of the stuff in after a while. It's like like to me, it, well, he had the he had the Nostradamus era too, and then he kind of um he kind of he kind of blended everything in. That that was a bad era for Nas, you know. But just by him opening up saying that, you know, it, it kind of gives you like a somewhat of a sense of a nostalgic era or a nostalgic feeling of the old Nas. It did, you know, like at the end, he keeps saying, "Got us across the belly, got us across the belly." Weight of the world, embrace the, pre-, you know. So he, so you know, he talks. About, <laughs> I'm looking at some of the lyrics. <laughs> Yeah. She out of the terrorist glass of Petrus with the bestie drunk texted. I'm like, yo, he drunk texted. Don't drunk text. Don't go into Marvel's room, bro. But we ought to be there. We ought to done that. So he uh he 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 touched he, he touched it up on some shit. You know, it's just like to me, um as an intro to this, this this is I, I get if I gotta get out of 10, I'm gonna get this probably about a six. Out of ten, oh, for that song, uh, I probably get it maybe about a seven, six six and a half, seven. I mean, because I guess it was just because of the, like I said, the classic. It just it just took me back to a classic Nas feel when I heard it. Like, I think what before, like King's Disease. What what was it? Matter of fact, yeah, it was a Kanye produced Nas joint that, like, I can't even, I honestly, like, I didn't even waste my, I felt like I wasted my time listening to that album because, for one, it was so damn short. Um, It just felt like, I, I mean, it was, I mean, he maybe had like one or two joints on there. I can't even remember, and I can tell you, I can't even remember the name of that Nas Kanye produced album because that's just just how it was so it was like it, it just kicks it off you know what i'm saying to get the best home so i'll probably give it like six and a half to like a seven for that joint right there all right so with that being said we're going into one of my favorite tracks on here Definitely. death row east now let me let me let me let me explain death row east to the best of my knowledge <laughs> and you might be able to go in depth with it and why okay. this is one of my favorite tracks I'm not sure if our audience is aware, but Tupac was going to lead Death Row. Okay. 
it, it, it was it, it was going to lead death row. I'm not sure exactly where he was going to be accompanied with or who he was about to get ready to sign on to, you know. But Shug, however, gave him death row East, which was crazy during that time because of the whole East Coast West Coast beef. Like the East Coast West Coast beef had at that point became deadly. So I'm not. I can't recall whether or not that was their way of trying to squash it, or was that Shook way just trying to keep Tupac on? So it's took about that, the label. That was Shook. That was Shook way of saying like, "Yo, we're taking over regardless," because Shook was smart. Here's where Shook got smart because when he did Death Row East, he went and got Eric B from Eric B and Rock Kim, and he knows Eric B is like, "Yo." He, he he ain't really one to play with in the streets. Like, and Eric B is known, you know what I'm saying, for whatever. So it's like he was smart and linked up with Eric B. And that's how the whole – and then if I'm not mistaken, I think – and I'm almost – and whoever hears this, they can um, correct me on this. I'm like 95% sure it was Hammer – and Hammer's brother that linked Shug with Eric uh, with Eric B, mm-hmm. and that's how that whole thing started. Okay. How Death Row East came to fruition. So I didn't look at it as like they were trying to squash the beef. I just looked at it as like Shug was like, because you know at the time, like you said, it was at the height of the East West Coast beef. I looked at it at the time, Shug just saying like, "Yo, hey, bad boy, Diddy, Biggie, whatever, I'm coming on y'all turf." We about to get ready to take over. You know what I'm saying? We got the West, and now we about to have the East. Because remember that infamous MTV interview where Pac is there, you know, with the Maca, the big Machiavelli medallion on, and he's talking about the Death Row East. And how, yeah, he had the shirt on you know, and everything. Yeah, how they about to get ready to take over the game and everything. So I, I feel like that's where that's where Shug was going with it. It what? wasn't it, the title, the, the title alone caught me, you know, like, I'm the type that I'm not really sure, you know, how old our audience is. I'm probably about to get to show my age. I remember going to Sam Goody, you know, and then they have, like, you can listen to, you know, samples of it, 15, 20 seconds of the sample or whatever. Then they had a little cover out in the glass so you could see the track, the track names, who produced it or whatever. I do the same thing even on the digital side of it. I'm like, okay, let me see what tracks is on here. Let me see the titles. And this title caught my eye because it was called Death Row East. And I know partial history and multiple stories behind Nas and Tupac beef. I'd heard multiple stories behind that. So it was really interesting that he made a song called Death Row East. He kind of confirms what some people have said. Not sure. I guess I'm going to say confirm because I'm not sure if it's true. But as far as the beef that he had with Tupac and how shit was about to get ready to go left, he touches on that and he kind of he kind of expressed that in his song and how he wanted to squash the beef, but they ain't had time to make it right. Yeah, see, it's weird because it's like Okay, well, okay. Snoop's whole, whatchamacallit, is a lie. 
and I hate to say that, you know, about Snoop, but hey, his whole story of the whole situation was pretty much a lie. Because from between, I think everybody now is getting up at, you know what I'm saying, they get older. You know, when you get older, stuff starts to slip. Uh, you kind of kind of start to forget. And then it's also like when you're telling stories over and over and over again, you know, you kind of miss little parts here and there. But from Nas, from Jungle, from uh, Fatal, from Napoleon, um, what's the other guy? I mean, people who were there, even the death row, um, I can't think of his name, um, the security man, I think his name is Reggie something. They've kind of all have said pretty much close to the same thing. Pretty much mm-hmm. where they did they did squash it. Like Nas approached him and it got to a point where like, you know, Pop had to could tell his entourage to like chill out. You know what I'm saying? But they did squash it. I think it was probably wasn't squashed away. Because remember, Pop had dissed Nas on Bomb first. Right. Originally, he, he dissed them. I don't. I can't remember if it ever leaked or if the song ever came out. But he told him during that meeting, after the Death Row East thing, like, yo, I dissed you. That's what made him, after they squashed it, after they spoke out, that's what made him take Nas off of Bomb first. Anything he said about Nas, he took off of Bomb first. Because of that meeting, if that meeting never would have happened, then of course you know. But, but T- Pac said this little nigga named Nas that he live like me. On bomb first, talk about he went to the hospital, took five like me. You live in fantasy, young nigga. I reject your deposit. Okay, so maybe it wasn't. We bomb took Dre punk ass. Now you out of the closet. You're like he like bomb first. Bomb oh, first was nuts. Okay, but you know what though? Now that I think about it, Pop might have never had a chance to take it off of Machiavelli. Because remember, Cause he Pop got it. Yeah, he got shot before that album came out. Mm-hmm. So he probably never had a chance. Because I do remember, I can't remember if it was Nas or if it was Jungle or it was a uh, Napoleon. I just remember somebody who was actually there had said, Pop had told him, like, yo, I got a diss record coming at all, um, you know, him, Ho, Mob, D, Big, like, the whole East Coast. And I remember, like, um, he said, whoever it was, I can't remember, was like, yo, after they finished, like, squashing the shit, he was like, all right, anything I say, I'm going to take it and remove it off the record. So he probably never had a chance because if I'm thinking what, that Death Row East, I don't, I, I want to say, like, it wasn't too long that Mike Tyson fight wasn't too long after that Death Row East thing happened. It wasn't too long after that. Um, it wasn't. So he probably never even had that chance to take it off. And, of course, you know, since he dead, should being should, should like, nah, we're going to, you know, should like, hey, nah, fuck that. We're going to keep it on the album. He you know, probably should did. Let me give you a couple of bars off of this joint. He said, back when Jungle told Pac, it's on soon as you walk out of this, picking signs, outlaws outside the music hall, bunch of ghetto superstars really down to lose it all. 
both sides was thugging. When you in my city, you know that we coming. Animals in the field, and most of them clutching. Like, like at that point, him telling. First of all, Nas is the best storyteller, hands down, in, in my opinion. If, if it's not like, if, if you want to argue slick rip, we can argue that. But Nas is nah. one of the best. It, Nas is one of the best storytellers, in my opinion, in my honest opinion. And with this, with with this, with those bars, he's already painting the picture for me. Like, okay, so you got shit to say about me, and then you pop up in New York, jungle. Like, oh, you don't think we about to we about to slide on you? You know what I'm saying? Like, we gonna slide real quick. And, and see, was really good because y'all think that y'all think shit's sweet. And this is like what he's putting in his album. This is, you know, like he's breaking the story down of what actually happened. He's giving his side of the story on this track of what happened. Say that last part again, bro, because like my joint was, I think my, uh, let me plug my joint in. He said he, he's, he's given, I think he's given his side of the story of what happened, you know, as far as what his mind thought. His, his mind process and what he was going through as far as his team go on his end of their beef. Like, you heard Tupac's side of the story. You heard other people's side of the story. And I think this is Nas explaining his side of the story. It's just what happened. The name of the track is Death Row East. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's what it is. And because he did that, now like so many people asking him multiple questions. And I thought he just did the interview with um, Ebro. I think it was Ebro. Yeah, I think it was Ebro. About, yeah, that he's talking about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I think it was like, in a way, I kind of wish like he didn't have put that out. But then at the same time, it's like, it just needs to be told for, I guess, especially for like this generation, you know, cause this generation, and I've been seeing the comments, especially ever since like he put out the, did the whole Ebro joint, people like, oh man, you know, he lied. And then of course, you know, the new bird now is cap. Like, you breaking up, bro. Happened. You breaking up, bro. Breaking up? Yeah. You good now? I'm good now. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. So, all right, I'm gonna start from the uh, I'm gonna start from the top again. Damn, um, I forgot the fuck I was talking about though. Um, shit, <laughs> I'm also trying to put. Oh, okay. So I think where he's putting it out as like, hey, you know, it's basically for like the newer generation to say like, you know, this is you know kind of what happened, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like. Hey, this is what happened. You know, for people that don't know, because there's a lot of people that don't know, and it's and that part is apparent because I remember seeing the comment, you know, with the Ebro interview and people talking about, you know, of course, you know, he lying and you know, you know, the new word now, he capping, et cetera, whatever, about the whole situation. Like, you know, Nas ain't really rock with you. You lying. You just trying to make a name off of Nas. You trying to, you know, get a what you, what you call it, um, what's the word, uh, clout, you know, you, you you doing all this stuff with Niles, and I'm just like, nah, man, like, yo, there's been plenty of people that's, that has verified 
this is what he did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, is that he he's just I I think it was just something where it was just like, yo, I just want to do this because this is, you know, I just want to put this out there. Um, especially because I think after the um, the drink champs episode that he did, it was so many stories that he told that he felt like, yo, let me clear it up on the album. I think it's, I think overall that's that's a good song. It's one of my favorite songs, especially uh, you know at the at the end, you know when he said it, you know they was trying to you know squash it, you know whatever he was like, I'm not you know I can't confirm it, you know when he was like you know we didn't have a chance to talk. I shot the uh, Street Dreams joint out in Las Vegas, yeah. you know so me and Pocket tried to squash it, you know but that was the same night that he got shot. You yeah, I heard a rumor, and I don't know how true it is. I can't remember who said it, but I think it was somewhere along the lines where Pop was supposed to be in that video, or some or something like that, or they were supposed to link up for a song, and that was supposed to show like, hey, they wasn't beefing or some shit like that. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get into Pop in a whole another podcast. That might be like a, a seven parter, but we'll get yeah. into. We'll yeah, that'll be that'll be a long podcast. <laughs> we'll get we'll get it to pocket a whole other podcast, you know. But we will um we're gonna go to this next joint, um forty side, um forty side, um what I took from forty side as far as ly- as far as lyrics go, he said, "Damn, they finally gave me a Grammy." It's like, well, damn, Nas been around since. Who knows how long? He just not winning a Grammy not that long ago? Yeah, I, that was his first one. Yes. Yeah. That is crazy. That's 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 what I took from that part. That's what I took from that song. It, it's some other gems in there, but that's what I took from that song. It was like, how the fuck did this happen? It's very crazy, but I think it's I think it's because he doesn't make the type of music. That's like, like when you think about it, I can't even remember. I think the last Nas song I remember, and I don't even listen to the radio anymore. But I think maybe the last Nas song that got played on the radio was probably Got Yourself a Gun. And that probably only because back then, of course, you know, he was beefing with hoes. So it's like, that's probably why. After that, I can't think of another I would have said one mic that has been on the radio after that. So it's like when you sit and think about it, he doesn't really make his albums, singles, etc. for the radio no more. Like how some of the artists do. Like a lot of like a lot of um, Nas don't have to though. It's Nas. Yeah, he doesn't have to because he's Nas. Yeah, you know he doesn't have to. Some people don't have to make like some people don't have to make songs for the radio because they are who they are. And that's just the way I feel. You know, like you can't. I don't want to get sidetracked going, you know, into the grammar, but you can't yeah. like by by him saying that bar. You know, it kind of makes you wonder. Like Nas been in here since mid nineties. You know, how are we into 2021? Dude, before he, that, you, I think he dropped Illmatic in what 94? In 94, yeah. So, yeah. how are so he's we in the beginning? So, how are we in 2021? And Nas said, Damn, they finally gave me a Grammy. That that shit is crazy. And I don't even think I'm not, I don't want to get to detail, 
that's a whole other thing. I don't want to, you know, get off track. But (laughs) it's kind of like it. I don't. It's not. It's not a race war with the Grammy. It's a genre thing. Because yeah. even Eminem said, you think I give a fuck about the Grammys? Have a new crazy kid even stubbing me, let alone stand me. And this is what, his second album when he said this shit? Yeah. That, and it's also, of course, like, uh, I feel like also with, like, hip-hop. It's kind of like, where, where hip-hop is, is thrown off because, like, those Grammy people are, like, older people. And hip-hop is the youngest genre. genre. Yeah, hip-hop is the youngest genre. So it's like, they're older people, so... In my opinion, it's more so like a popularity contest. So they just be like, oh, okay, we know this is the most popular person. All right, okay, cool. We're going to give it to him. Like, they don't have anybody that's like, like, I feel like the probably like one of the best people to put on, like, if you're going to do the hip hop and you're going to do the Grammys, and I'm going to just run through this real quick. Like, you know, like Questlove or um, what's the guy's name? Um, I can't even think of his name at the moment. He's like a, uh, uh, like Torrey, somebody like that. Yeah, that needs to probably be on that whole thing so that like you will know. I think Flo Rida got a Grammy. I don't know. I think Flo Rida got a Grammy. So that you'll know that like, hey, yo, hey, this is hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And then versus it leaving into some other thing. But yeah, it is crazy, but. Like I said again, it's weird the, because the Hit Boy was the one who got Nas's Grammy. The the crazy thing is, as far as the Grammys is going to last, this is the last thing I'm going to say about the Grammys. Yeah. I never watched a Grammy in my life. I have. I haven't watched them in years, but I have. I, 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 never, I never watched the Grammys. Like, the Grammys don't apply to... The Grammys don't apply to me. You know, as far as what I care about. It, it doesn't apply to me. It's yeah, sure. It's the most world renowned, or, you know, whatever. But the Grammys don't apply to me. Um, he says here, OG talk, Project Halls, forty side, where niggas seen it all. I can send niggas a slide. I rather show them the ropes. Integrity matters the most. I gave the hood hope. With that being a hook, I think he, I think he put his OG hat. I think he was, I think he sat on the porch and said, "Look here, young punks." I can send some. I can send some niggas to slide, but instead, I want to teach y'all a little something. I want to talk to y'all, you know, about shit that I went through, so y'all ain't got to go through it. So maybe y'all can be a little bit wiser to shit instead of making other mistakes. You know, wise men learn off of other people's mistakes. So when he was like, you know, I rather teach him integrity, you know, because it matters the most. I think that's what he was going. You know, I think that's where he was going with those bars into that it when they get into that hook. Yeah, I, I I could probably say the same. But then at the same time, it's like, yo, you gotta think about Nas audience. Like a lot of the younger audience they're not listening to Nas. I, and I, that's why I think with King's Disease, the first one, that's where Hit Boy was trying to tap into was like the younger generation. Like prime example, um damn what's this, the song he got with um What's that? Um, with ASAP Ferg and uh, uh-huh. the Fervio dude, I felt like he was trying to tap in to that younger audience that don't know him, that we know him, but that younger audience don't really know Nas. Right. So I, I, I think, like you said, he was, but at the same time, it's like, yo, the younger audience probably will never hear this because it's like, yo, it's, it's not. Like, don't nobody, you know, this, this younger generation don't really give a fuck about Nas. Like, so, but. So I, I agree with you on that one. 
So next up, we got EPMD2. We got EPMD2. And to me, let me start by saying, besides Royce the 5'9", syllable-wise, in the, in, in, on a verse, nobody does it better than Eminem. Besides Royce the 5'9", and I only gave it to Royce the 5'9", because the what he says is more relatable to what I'm used to. Yeah. But besides Royce the 5'9", nobody syllable-wise can pack that many syllables and make those many syllables, make that many syllables rhyme behind each other like that bar-wise or better technical rapper than Eminem. Especially, and this, and I think this track, he had other tracks that display that, that displayed that talent. But specifically this track, I think that broke it down. What I also like about this track is it's EPMD. Come on now, how you can't, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's EPMD. Yeah. You know, how can you how can you how can you consider yourself a fan of hip hop and not it, it's like it's to me I think hip hop is like synonymous with that to me in my opinion that's true I have a hot take for this this song right here in my opinion could have easily been done without Eminem. And the reason and the reason why I say this is like, yeah, Eminem, yeah. Let's let everybody know. Eminem can spit. He can do that syllable. He can uh flow. He can do that flow and throw all those words together like that you would never think of. But it was just like when I heard his verse, in my opinion, it threw off the song because it was just like, yo, his verse wasn't needed. It was like, you got Nas, you got MPMD, you got Nas, Eric Sermon, and Paris Smith. I think that's his last name. Yeah, that's his name, um, man. Yeah, Paris Smith. You got these three titans, three, you know what I'm saying, legends on a track. So it was just like, yo, they going. And then at the end, it's like, he comes in and it's like, yo, how, yes, he was spitting, it was just like, yo, you throw off the whole track because what these three are talking about, you're not even like on the same subject matter. And how you were talking about Voice the Five Nine, I feel I feel like now that you say that, Voice the Five Nine probably would have been better on that track than him because Voice the Five Voice the Five Nine, he knows like, oh, okay, these three legends. All right, yo, I gotta step my shit up. And he would have kept on with that subject matter, and he would have kept on like, "Yo, this 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 about to be a real hip hop track." So it was just like, it's one of my favorite songs, but every time I hear M's verse, it's just like, "Yo, this should have been left off. Like, it shouldn't have been. It just throw, it just throws off it throws off the feel of the track, especially because, like I said, he's last. So it's like." You got EMPD, and now it's like, oh, man, what? This is legendary right here. This is legends. And then he comes in, and it's just like, yo, like, you kind of throwing off the, you kind of throwing off the feel of the track because of, like, you know, you're not really 
keeping up with like how they flowing, you know, like I said, you throwing the syllables and you throwing the metaphors and the bars and all that, but it's like you're not really you're not keeping up with them three. You just kind of going in, you know, you sticking in your lane, which is cool, but it's just like it just threw off the feel of the song for me. Let's where it was be... just like, yo, I would have rather had, you know, Eric, I would have rather had Eric Nas or even Parrish spit some more bars than Eminem. Like I said, let's be clear. Technically, as as far as being a technical rapper, Eminem is probably one of the best. Content wise. He's far from one of the best. So, like, that's there's like I hear things differently when it comes down to talking about Eminem because yeah. of where I'm from, yeah, you know. So it's so so it's different, you know. Like him being from Michigan, me being from Michigan, you know, it's kind of like he's the savior of hip hop, you know. It is. It, it's like you, you know, it's nobody can really top, you know, Eminem. His demographic is different. So even from a demographical standpoint, it's it, it's different. Now, if you listen to the lyrical content, you know, no, it, it couldn't have been. You know, like that's why I always said, or I say that Royce Five Nine, syllable, you know, syllable wise, and technical, a technical rapper is just as good, if not better, than Eminem. But his content, this content puts him over Eminem. Not looking at sales or anything like that. But with this particular track, I think Eminem brought his technical skill out. I think Eminem always brings his technical skill out. He always want to show that he's a better rapper. Not necessarily a better artist, you know, whatever. It can, it can actually, actually maintain the status of the title of the song. Yeah. You know, but his technical skill... Is what's going to always put him there. It's going to always allow him that 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 avenue in order for him to express the way that he expresses his way on on, on this track. I can't even break down his lyrics. Like like I, I can't even like I can't even break down his lyrics. You know, like if this was like if we were still doing the source, uh uh uh, not not the top five. What's the source was doing? The, uh, they was doing the best verse. You know, whatever. Yeah. I. I'm not sure if this is to be in there, but it probably would, and I probably could break it down a little bit better, you know. But even listen to it on first take, I'm like, what the fuck, you know? I don't like the way he changed. I don't like the way he did his style. He changed his style up, you know. He like I don't like the way he changed his style up yeah. like that. It was more even flow on Marshall Mathers LP Eminem Eminem show, you know. But he he changed he he changed it up, and he had to look back since then. This is not. This is not my favorite track on it. If I had to go without it, I probably wouldn't because of EPMD being on there and yeah. me being a fan of hip hop. You know, I, I would definitely give it a listen. You know, whatever. Um, but I'm a fan of Eminem. It, it might be some biasness in there because of where I'm from, but you know that's. That's where I'm at with that one. Uh, yeah. His next track is called Rare, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's on this one by himself. So this one is called Rare. And I got to give this one another listen. I think this is one of the ones that I actually skipped over. 
I'm almost certain this is one of the ones I actually skipped over. Um, but I think this is also one of the ones where he said that um, I could be wrong, and if I if I'm wrong, audience correct me. He said his greatest creation was his was boundaries and his kids, which I can relate to. To me, that was probably if this that song that was probably his best bar that he spit on his whole track. Yeah. Probably was his best boundaries and kids. Yeah, that's my two greatest creations. I couldn't put it no better. Yeah, rare. How it is a popular track. Um, it was a skip for me. I think it was. I think it was the production on that one that it was just like I couldn't get the feel of the beat. It was like it, like I said, Hit Boy game like that old school feel type beat or whatever. But I know Rare is definitely one of the joints that I skipped. So I couldn't even tell you nothing from Rare. And the only reason why I know that is because I know it's a song that's literally right after EMPD2. EMPD2. So that's how I know it's a joint that I skipped. So, um, yeah, like you said, I may, maybe like over time, I might rock with it because that's happened to me plenty of times yeah, over the me years too. with me different too. artists. Me too different songs, whatever. But Rare was a skip for me, so it was just like, you know, I, I know, listened um, to it the first listen, but as right now, for right now, for me, it's still a skip. I'm going to go into another track. Um, well, I'm going to get straight to it, you know, because we got some other things that we got to, we got some other things that we got to unpack mm-hmm. for this uh, episode. I'm going to get straight to it. Let's go straight to Store Run. Let's get straight to it. I'm gonna let you have a floor restore run. Let's get straight to like it. Right, like I told you earlier. I don't know if it's between the sample. What's the sample? The beat, and 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 I and I gotta catch the um. I gotta I I, I can hear it in my head, but it's not. It's, it, I'm not gathering what the sample is. I, and it's funny because I'll probably know it before the end of this, before the end of this episode. But like I said, and I heard Store Run just off of the sample. Like when it first come on, the sample comes in and it's killing me because it's right at the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it. Like I was just like, like I said that day, I was coming home from work and was listening to it again and that came on and I was just like, it just grabbed my ear. So I turned it up some more. I was like, okay, that's not like it. And it was just like, yo, he just went all in. That store run is probably my favorite song off the album, hands down. It was just like, I, I, I guess I just wasn't expecting it. So it was just like, I can't give you like a a, a quotable. Only because I haven't learned like all the um all the um all the words to it, but it was just like yo, I was just like god damn, this drink just like it goes so hard, and he just spitting. So like I said, when I heard it, I had to run it back like three, maybe four times before I could go to the next song because he, 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 that to me, hands down, that's the best song on the album. He said, he said, streets had me against the ropes. Would have thought I was ziplining. 
text and addresser, money off tech pushing the Tesla, wrote up a fresh one. It's one IPO to the next one. Rich from corporate thugging, expensive mistakes. Rich from corporate thugging, ex- rich from corporate or thugging, expensive mistakes. You know, quotable. You know, quote. Um, I can't even say the word right now. Quotable. Like, yeah. I have to, and I've listened to it like over and over again, but I think it's because I get so zoned out every time I hear it that I'm not really paying attention heavily. I mean, not heavily, heavily to what he's saying and, you know, not learn the words yet. So, but it's just like, yo, that's my favorite. I just zone out every time I hear it. Like I said, between the sample, that beat, and him spitting. I just zone out, and I can listen to that song like over and over again. And like I said, in my opinion, that's the best song on that album, hands down. He said, the breadwinner take an L, you leave the whole family hurting. Like, he, like, he, like, <laughs> he's speaking some truth though. Like, like it's speaking not. Truth. Yeah, he's he said the bread would have taken L. The whole family is hurting. Like we all fucked up. If you lose, you got to protect the money. Like it's like he he like. Overall, what are you gonna get his album? Overall, the whole album. I think the whole album. So far, we we into we we into so far now. What's this? What's this been like? Three weeks. We into it's been like three weeks. So we are into this is a uh, song number. I th- I know for a fact. I know store runner seven. That much I know. Store runner Only seven. I know that it's because it's after the song that he got with um. What's the dude? Um, a Boogie with the hoodie. Yeah, A Boogie with the hoodie. That's how I know it's number seven. So it's after that. Um, but overall for the song, oh, yeah, that's 10 out of 10. It's, it, it's, it's no debate. Like that song is so, yeah. And I know a couple of other people that I know when they talk about the album, they talk about Storm Run. So that's easily 10 out of 10. Storm Run is my shit. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Storm Run is my shit. The next joint this is my shit. Um, it's actually not the next track on the album, but uh, the next one is my shit is nobody featuring uh Miss Lauren Hill. We haven't heard Miss Lauren Hill in Nas since when it was written. Oh, with with Nas, yeah. Since it was written, since if I rule the world, if I rule the world, rule the fucking sound waves. I rule the world, rule the sound waves. Yeah. And here we here we have it in 2021 with Nas and Miss Lauren Hill back reunited. And and Miss Lauren Hill actually dropped some bars. She wasn't even singing, just singing on this one. She dropped some bars on this one. What do you think about this joint? Hot tape. So I think this song. For me, the song is overrated. Just from 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 the listens that I have, because I remember where I waited to listen to that. I listened to that song. Matter of fact, I remember I listened to that song last because I remember so many people 
from Instagram, Twitter. That's all they kept talking about. Song with Lauren Hill, song with Lauren Hill, song with Lauren Hill. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to listen to that laugh. Because so many people will easily hype something up. And then, and it's happened to me so many times before, they hype something up, and it's not what I think it is. Bar-wise, hmm. bars-wise, it's there. Song-wise, it was like, mm. it was like, I felt it could have been so much more. I felt like you got Lauren Hill on a track. And not only do you have her singing, you have her spitting bars. Mm-hmm. So it could have been so, like, this song right here, like I said, you think it's it was been missing? so long since we heard her, since what we you, heard her spit. What you think it was missing? It should have just been something that was like classic. Like, it's something that's just like, yo, I'm going to have to put this on repeat. And I remember, um, I can't remember, um, I'm trying to remember his name on, on IG. We had a debate about this. And I was just like, yo, it's not, and I remember him saying, oh, this is the best song on the album. And I remember it was the first day it came out. It's the best song on the album. Woo, woo. And I was like, uh, I don't know about that. I haven't got to it yet. Et cetera, and he's like, you know, man, you tripping, et cetera, whatever. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm gonna get to it. And then when I got to it, it was so underwhelming to me because so many people hyped it up that I'm thinking, like, I'm gonna get that, um, like you say, if I rule the world type feel. Not necessarily. You're never gonna produce that again. Well, never. well, not that lane. You know what I'm saying? Not that type. But it was just like, yo, I was just listening to it. I was just like, what is this? And I was like, okay, you know, this ain't bad. Yeah. And the first time I listened to it, I listened to it. Matter of fact, I listened to it three times in a row. And I was just like, yo, this, this is not this is not as hype or as hot as people are saying that it is. I said, maybe it's just me. But it was just like, yo, this is not... I felt like this could have been so much better. It could have been a super classic that people, I feel like this where like, let's just say five, 10 years from now, people are not even going to talk about this song. Like how they talk about If I Rule the World. People are going to talk about this album. They probably talk about the album, but they're probably not going to talk about the song like that. See, only thing that I think it was shock value because we haven't heard Lauren Hill Bit in years. We've heard it sing, but because he got her on the track, she spit, and everybody got that shock value like, oh shit, he got Lauren Hill. Like, yeah, she giving us the bars that we need, which she did. But production wise, just for me personally, it wasn't there. It was just like, yo, I just needed something where it's just like, I just need it. It wasn't something that I gravitated. Where it's just like, yo, I need. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 just for me. Like I said, I'm not saying it's a horrible song, but mm. that's what it was. Overall, um, I like the song. I like the fact that Lauren Hill was on there. I didn't expect the "If I Rule the World." You can't you can't duplicate that. I, I think like like some people become their own enemies when we expect that, or we make them their own enemies when we expect that out of them. 
you know, like we expect this album to be just as good as that album, you know, and then if it falls short, we just gonna like, eh, you know, but it's yeah. still a great, you know, I think that it's a good song. I think some people just look at it as, so, some people look at it as the, the, the okay, Lauren Hill is back. Like, it wasn't the last time she spit on the, on the Fuji's yeah. album. You know, Fuji Live, like, when the last time she spit, you know, so we... so we probably shoot her album. Yeah, so we, we, we could could be looking at it as that. Um, but I think overall, it's, it's, a, it's a good song. It's one of my favorites. Not even gonna lie to you. It, it's one of my favorites. Does it have a repeat value as high as Store Run or it's as high as me as Death Row East? No, but if it comes on, I'm not gonna skip over it, you know. Depending on what mood I'm in, I'm not gonna skip over it. If I'm in the car on my way to work, I'm gonna let it ride. You yeah. know, if I'm if I'm if I'm lazy off the drink, then I'm probably not gonna let it ride. You know, but if I, I'm sitting by the water and I'm chilling, you know, if I'm chilling by the if I'm sitting by the water and I'm chilling, you know, I got my headphones on, I'm gonna let it ride. You know, even yeah. if I'm lazy off the drink at the water, you know, I'm gonna let it ride. So it, it really like. That's a mood song, but it's not one of them things where it's not. I didn't want to set that expectation. I didn't want to set that bar so high for them to try to duplicate what the magic they made for If I Rule the World. It's hard to duplicate that. It's hard for any song to duplicate that. So I, 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 I didn't want to set that bar too high. I definitely, definitely like the track. You know, but it's um that one might be more of a preference. That one might be more of a preference. If, if we can say anything about that. Um so we have next we have No Phony Love with, with Charlie Wilson. And I'm only bringing this one up because I, I do like the song. I, I do I do like the song. I've never really been a big fan of Charlie Wilson. I like, like, am I wrong for never being a big fan of Charlie Wilson? Like, am I bugging? I've never been a big fan of Charlie Wilson, like ever. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not, I don't like his voice. Like, I, I hate, mm. ooh I, I hate all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like it. You know, like I'm not. I don't know. I could be bugging. If I'm bugging, I let the audience tell me I'm tell me I'm bugging. You know, go ahead and drop the comments down when I post it on Instagram and tell me now I'm bugging. I don't think I'm bugging. You know, if y'all think I'm bugging, then all right, that's fine. But I'm just not a fan of Charlie Wilson. Period. Uh, I think I think only because I can't say I can't say I'm a huge fan, but at the same time, I can't say I'm not a fan. Like you know, Charlie got some classics. I mean, of course, most of them with the Gap Band, but um, that song right there, yeah, it's actually. Ooh, excuse me, mm. drink, kick that for a second. Um, that song literally is like that's also one of my favorite um, because it's just like it's a. It was a smooth. It was. Hold on. You know what? You know what? My bad, folks. I'm getting this song confused. That wasn't one of my favorites. Um, but it wasn't a bad track. It wasn't a bad track at all. Um, you know, 
I liked it. I felt like the same way with um, Lauren Hill joint. It could have been better. It wasn't a bad track, but it's not like one of those where it's just like, like if I heard it, like I got to skip it. It's not one of those. It's not a skippable track. This is one of those where it's just like, you know, you got to be in that mood. And if I'm already in that zone, you know, I let it play. I really, if, if I'm gonna listen to a track like this by Nas, I'm gonna listen to the the R. Kelly sample, K. I. S. S. I. N. G. Instead of mm-hmm. this, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm like to me, I, I do like the hook where he goes on to say, "No phony love, only love, guaranteed trust, just to sum it up, you know what's up. It's only us. It's only us. It's only us. No phony. Like I, I do like, you know, when he say, "If only love, guaranteed trust." You know, I, I, I do like that, you know, because you speak of some real shit on there, you know, but I'm not really a, I'm not really a Charlie Wilson fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really a fan of the song. Like I said, if I had to pick a, a Nas track that that is comparable to this song out of his catalog, I'm going to go with K-I-S-S-I-N-G every time. Oh, I agree with you on that one. Like, there's no, there's no denying like, hey, and to say it, in my opinion, I don't care. A lot of people, I've debated with people about this for years. I Am is Nas' uh, second best album after Illmatic. I know so many people that say it was written. I'm like, nah, I'm like, I am. That we'll get, we'll, 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 we'll get into that another time because yeah, that's we'll a get into that another, another, yeah, that's, that's a whole other album. But, but that yeah, is, but I, but, I, but I agree with you. That is, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. That's that interesting. That's that very interesting. Um, I want to get into at this moment. I really want to get into the verses. Okay, let's go. Like, I you already know because I got some hot takes. I want to get to the verses. I want to talk about Dipset versus Lox. I want to get to that. Um, when I first heard of this, you already know my take on it. I said the locks. I was like Lox. I think Jada rest. I think Jada rest better than Cam. I of think course. Styles rest better than uh, Santana, and I think she and I think she and Jim Jones is a wash, personally. So, with that being said, I think personally, mm-hmm. personally, during that era, Dipset had more of an influence on the culture, but talent-wise, the locks was just better. To me, and I'm and I'm gonna explain why. Multiple multiple reasons why I explain why. Whatever. Um, I can't even. I'm not even gonna go pound for pound. The producer, Swiss versus uh, Swiss versus uh, Heatmakers. Mm-hmm. You know, with with Arsonist and I can't remember the other dude from uh, that was a part of Heatmakers. So I'm not even gonna go pound for pound for that because Heatmakers has some soulful shit, and there's good. There, I, I don't think personally. Personally, that's one track that Swiss Beats has that's better than the Dipset Anthem and the impact that the Dipset Anthem had on the hip-hop culture. Not one. No, nah, he has one, but go ahead. I'll, I, I, I'm going to reiterate back to that, but I'm going to let you... I don't, I don't think that is one. I think showmanship, Locks was better. Mm-hmm. Cohesiveness, Locks was better. 
Mm-hmm. Chemistry, Locks was better. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of almost like the Locks knocked them, the Locks knocked them out of their area space and made them come to where the Locks was at. It was like they invited, it was like, all right, you gotta come over to our house. It was it, like it was a split decision because it was in New York. So you had Harlem versus Yonkers, and it was in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Or where, where's Madison Square at? I'm not really sure where Madison Square is. I've never been there. But Harlem. it was at Madison Square. So Harlem. It, it, right. So 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 it's there. So it's so it really was, it really could have been a, a split decision. But mm-hmm. I felt as though that Jada being an architect of the thing and looking at the interviews. Styles P and she was like, it was Jada Knight. Jada was dropping 50 points. We're gonna keep feeding him the ball. He he put enough 50. So why we go we not gonna say, okay, no, nah, let us shoot or whatever. He yeah. was dropped a 50. So they kept feeding him the ball, and Jada took everything from Dipset. Everything. And brought it over to their side. I love the back and forth that Jim Jones and Styles P was doing. But Jada took everything from Dipset, uh, the shit they could have possibly brought to the table, even though they left out some gems. Dipset left out a lot of gems, a mm. lot individually. They did, they did individually. Jim Jones, where was he emotionless at? Like, like, like you, like Cam, you left out. Uh, Cam left out a lot of fucking gems. He wrote a crush lot. on you, bro. You wrote a crush lot of on gems. you. You wrote crush on you. Like he he left out a lot of shit. So I don't know what was their decision making when it came down to okay, this is what we're gonna do or, or whatever. I feel as though that the locks was in lockstep with a DJ. The DJ had an understanding of which direction they was go was they were to go. I see interviews where the DJ was he like Jada would say certain shit and the DJ put the shit on the fly, and the locks would just, you know, just fall into, you know, that's you know, that's it. Like Jada was explaining. Matter of fact, it was Styles explaining. Yeah. He was like, Well, if we get we gonna get them to talk about like shit that like we ain't got shit for the ladies or this and other, then we're gonna hit him in the head with this one. Then we're gonna hit him in the head with this one. Then we're gonna hit him in the head with this one, you know, whatever. I just felt dipset was just unorganized. <laughs> Hot take, and I know a lot of people not gonna feel this way, and I don't really care. This, by by far, was, and, and I'm gonna explain it, was the worst versus hands down, and I'm explaining why. Worse than Nella and Luda. I'm gonna explain why it was the worst. Please do. Nelly and Luda was better than this. I'm explaining why. This was the worst, especially because this is now. I guess you want to say, like this is the second um, wave. I guess the verses since they've gone to the whole performing thing. Mm-hmm. There was no direction. The entire verses. I blame Swizz more only because 
it was in New York. Swizz could have been there. Swizz could have easily came out. Like, it, it, it started off, first off. But don't Swizz, like, off, live, like, in Connecticut or some shit like that? I don't know where. I, I think Swizz lives in Cali. But it's like, yo, you rough riders. So this is New York. You should have been there. First off, you D was there. Up. Yeah, he was there. First off, you fucked up when you put it on a when was it a Tuesday? You put it on a Tuesday and you put it after a fight. And then a second mistake, you put it at nine p.m. on a Tuesday. Y'all were to thinking that, hey, yo, this is not like when the pandemic first started and people are home. Now people are back at work somewhat. So it's like, what would make you want to put it on a Tuesday night at 9 p.m.? Especially knowing ever since they've done the whole uh, verses where the artists are performing, I think the only one that has, and has people in the comments or whoever can correct me if I'm wrong, the only one I can remember starting on time since they've gone to the artist performing was E40 and Too Short. Mm-hmm. You said you started at 9. I knew damn well neither one of them were coming out till 10 o'clock. So now it's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. People got to go to work the next day. It's, it's like, yo, what you doing? Okay. Third, it's like, yo, Swiss, you should have been there to say, hey, yo, or you should have told them up front, locks and dipset, but mainly dipset, because I already knew how dipset was going to be, because I've been to multiple dipset shows. Locks comes out, cool. It's them three. Mm-hmm. Dipset comes out, it's like, yo, they got It's like 30, and it's like, yo, at some point, that's why I feel like, yo, this is why I feel like it was the worst, because it was so unorganized because and that's why I blame Swizz because it's like yo your crew which is Rough Riders was there so you should have been there and you should have been like hey yo before they even got on stage like yo it's gonna be y'all four y'all crew can't come to the stage what for period and I felt like it should have been like an actual stage it wasn't but it should have been like yo but what for though? What what for? Because exactly, Uncasa Un- Un- got more songs than Freaky Ziggy got. I mean, yeah, but you know, Freaky has always been the hype man. He's been there. So since what? Uncasa got but more songs. He does, but Uncasa was never an official member of the Dip set. He got the, the chain. He was. He got the chain. He got he was, the- Okay, and he was signed to, to the to the dip he set. He was, but if you're gonna say that, then you can say the same thing about Shitebug because Shitebug had a dip set change too. Right, but Ankasa was actually signed to dip set. Like he was, he wasn't Bird Gang or none of that extra shit. Yeah, he was dip set. He was dip set, but the original founding members of dip set was Jim and Cam Jewel. Freaky's been around. Freaky's been around since they were. Yeah, it's been. And then came along, Jew, and then came along, Jewel. So think of about it like this: like, um, what's his name? Freaky is like how Slowdown was for Saint Lunatics. He's just the hype man. So it should have just been like, yo, no, we're not about to have all these people. It, it, I watching that battle, I got so annoyed 
because it was just like, first of all, like I said, you're coming out late. Then I got to keep constantly hearing, yo, y'all niggas get off the stage. And it's like, yo. And it was making me mad because I'm hearing Jim saying it over, Cam over and over. And I'm like, yo, that's y'all entourage. Y'all can't tell them to get off the stage. And it got to a point where a police officer, security officer, whoever it was, had to come on the stage to get people off. It's like, yo, this is a versus. Like, why why do y'all need to be on stage? It was no reason why y'all need to be on stage. Hands down. So, so performance-wise, and, Perform- put, and, and putting the show to, showmanship and putting the show together, it was you, a you horrible. Like I did not like it. It was horrible. No. Okay, now, musically, I'm going to get into that. But just overall, it was just so horrible where I just got annoyed because I got tired of hearing, yo, get off the stage. And it was like the theatrics, especially everybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Dipset fan. I'm a huge, hands down. It's way over the locks, hands down. So you already know how we went back and forth about it, you know, mm-hmm. like locks, whatever. And I'm like, nah, man, Dipset got the hits. They got like tons or whatever. So it was just like the theatrics the Dipset was doing. Like locks, they came out, locks was ready. They just like, yo, let's go. Dipset come out. These niggas want to talk about clothing. They want to. But know, that's what dad. they do, though. I mean, that's what they do, but that's it was so funny. Like, jump. And I get that. It's like, yo, okay, we Harlem. We in Harlem. You know, we the fly niggas. We the fresh niggas. Y'all niggas y'all y'all in y'all Brooklyn niggas. is gritty. Like, Harlem it's is gritty. Like- but it was just so corny. It was like when Jim was getting a chain put on him. I was like, bro, what the fuck is that? That was do? that was dumb corny. Like that I was shit like, was what does terrible. that have to do with the verses? So it was just like, okay, cool. All right, y'all got it. Here is where, and I will say this with no problem. Locks one hands down, and I can tell you exactly why locks one. The locks one because for one, all three of them have been. When they're beefing, when they've had beef, it's always been eternal. We've never known about it. And when they've been touring, it's been always them three. I can count a couple of times where I've seen Dipset, where it's been beefing, it's just been Jim and Jewels. Lox is the only rap group or shit, as far as I know, group that never broke up. They never broke up. Well, we don't know this because it never went public. It, it never went public, but they never they never broke up. It, like as far as I know, it, as far as I know, it was made publicly. They didn't stop dropping albums because they didn't want to give Diddy all that publishing money, you know, or whatever. Because Diddy was taking well, so much of that they, publishing money. Well, remember they bang, they got their publishing back after We Are the Streets. It wasn't, direct, that- it wasn't directly after We Are the Streets because even yeah. with that, it, even with that. Because because they even said it like Jada even said it that Diddy was still getting published off of uh, off of Jada first album. He was still getting published off of Jada first album. Jada said that. Okay, I forgot that part. But I mean, it was still like yo, and I, I get what you're saying. And I probably I probably will fade it. So that's probably why I don't remember. But Mox came in cohesive. Definitely. Dipset didn't come with a plan. Period. 
And I've seen Dipset in concert. So Dipset, they was just like, they performed like, hey, yo, we just coming here to get a check. They performed like, with the exception of Jim, because Jim's the only one who's been dropping joint. He's been out touring, et cetera. Jim got the biggest hit in, in Dipset besides Dipset Anthem. Yes, but he's the only one that's like really, really been continuing to tour. Is, Fly High and is dropping the second album. Biggest, Fly High is the second biggest hit besides Dipset Anthem. So what I told, what I told, because I remember the next day I went to work. Of course, my coworkers girl, oh, I told your Dipset niggas was trash, and I'm just like, yo, the main reason why the Locks won is because the Locks was cohesive together. Also, Styles. And Sheik was smart because they like, yo, between both of us, Jada got more albums, Jada got more features. Everybody really knows, everybody always says Jada's the best. So they roll off of, they let Jada leave. If you look at it, every time they was about to perform, Jada was the one who took that lead. And with the exception of like uh, um, Styles, I Get High, um, I'm trying to remember Sheik song. I can't remember the name of it. Like they started off with Jada Burks, and which was smart because they know like, yo, everybody was talking about Jada's the best. So we gonna ride with Jada and we just gonna fill in. But like I said, they were so cohesive where it was just like, yo, the energy that they brung, there was no way. Dipset was all over the place. This nigga Jewels, he forgetting words. Um, freaky, he over there doing like all types of antics, jumping around all over the place. The nigga Cam, he's sitting in a lawn chair. Like, it was kind of like, yo, I don't really want to be here, but I'm about to be here because, you know, we got to do the battle and all this other stuff. And it was just like, that's why I said, like, I got so annoyed with it where I could barely watch it because it was just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? It was just like, like, Locks came rehearsed. You could tell that they rehearsed everything before this, before the verses. Dipset, they just showed up and was just like, yo, we we going to do this. Because I was sitting there like, it was like you said, it was so many songs, like prime example when Jada and Styles did Band from TV. They did their verses. I was for sure. I was like, okay, Cam going to come up. Oh, y'all niggas forgot? And he was going to do his verse. Nope. Never did his verse. So that let me know right then and there them niggas didn't rehearse because I was like, yo, Cam could have easily came in and said, oh, y'all, for, y'all forgot I was on that song too. And he could have came in, stepped in, and did his band from TV verse. He never did it. And it was just like, yo, I, I was sitting there just like, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all just all over the place. Y'all out of breath. Um, y'all trying to make jokes. Day is on point. Jada, like, let's get all three of them. Not even just Jada. All three, I'm like, yo, let's get it. We we going for the jugular. And that's what killed Dipset with their cohesiveness and their energy out the gate because it was so many Dipset songs that could have matched up with the locks, and they never did them, and I didn't understand. And I was sitting there like, yo, I'm watching it, and I was like, okay, bang, you know what? You come back with this. Never came with it. Then when Joel said something, 
Y'all ain't got no song for the ladies. I'm like, are you smoking? I'm like, yo, Jada has several songs for the ladies as well as, you know, ride or die chick and whatever. I'm just like, I just, to, that's why I say it to me, it was so unorganized to where I could not watch it as a fan because it made me so upset. And I was just like, I don't understand it. Because in my opinion, anyway, it shouldn't have never been Locks versus Dipset. It should have been Locks versus State Proper. Would have been a way better battle. Because you got Styles, Jada, you know, Sheep. Okay. Then with State Prop, of course, you know, you got Beans, you got Freeway, you got Young. But it would have made so much of a better battle because whereas, the locks in them, they were more so street, where Dipset, yeah, they got street anthems, but they also, like, they big hits. It's more like club-type joints or whatever. So it's like where State Prop, State Prop got that street shit, too. So it's like, not only do you got to go up against Beans hit, you got to go up against Freeway hit. You got to go up against Younger hits. So where they've been, like, and then remember, they hold battle back and forth, you know, back in the day would have made it 10 times better. And that's why I felt like that would have been a better battle and Dipset probably could have battled like G-Unit or somebody. And G-Unit probably still would have killed them because Dipset, they just came unprepared, man. And it was just like, as a Dipset fan, bro, I was so embarrassed. I was just like, yo, I can't even believe this shit. I don't know what the fuck they on and that's 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 what it was. It's, that's and that's why I say like that that battle. Was, it was just it it just wasn't it just wasn't there because like you going back to what you said with at least with the Nelly and the Ludacris one when they was going back to you know doing the IG live at least it was there. It was like a you know the energy was there. Although Nelly internet and shit was fucked up. It was still there. The energy was there. And they was going back and forth where this one, it was one-sided. It was just like, I was just sitting there just like, yo, what the fuck? I, I just couldn't. It was too many antics. I think had Dipset had really, really practiced, like, yo, it would have been it. And it's amazing to me that Dipset, Locks, and State Property are going out on tour because I'm like, why? Because this is like, who who's gonna close? I don't know if it's gonna be locks. I don't know if it's gonna be state prop. Like who who's it gonna be? It was just I just felt, man, I it was just like to me, that was just one of the worst. It could have been so epic had swear somebody could have just came in and just kept it. Because even the battle with uh Soldier Boy and Bow Wow was there, like like that type, like I said, since they've done the performance, that battle was there. And they could have did it like that. They never did it. And then they hear Sheik talking about later on, like they was about to bring out like Diddy, you know, do the Benjamins. Um, they had even thought about bringing out Mace. And it was just like, man, thank God he didn't because, you know, the whole shit, you know, between Mace and Dipset. But it was just like, that's why I said to me, overall, that was like the worst versus just because of how unorganized it was. I just got annoyed. <laughs> it, it, it's no other words to explain it. Besides, personally, I think that 
I don't think that was the worst personally. I think that Dipset left out a lot of gems. I think that um, yeah. I think that the way Harlem, as far as what I know about Harlem, Harlem's kind of always act like that. Like you can see the difference between Jay, even though Jay is from Brooklyn and not from Yonkers, but you could tell, but you could tell the difference in the lanes that they play. Like it's just the way that it's just the way that they act, you know. Like they, they're flashy. Like they're they're loud. They're flashy. They're it is. I think that um, I think that Santana left out, you know, some of his hits. He did have some hits on some of his albums. I think that uh, if we go into street music, because if you look at it, Rough Riders, not Rough Riders. I'm sorry, the Locks. If you want to go off of radio hits. It's not that many, but it's if you not. were to go to people and look up there, listen to the album, it's a lot. And I think that Santana could have did some shit off okay, Feel My Face. There was mixtapes, and there's a lot of other shit that they could have did to kind of supplement and help push them a little bit forward. By them playing the song and playing the lyrics with the song, and Jada pointed it out, that was, that was the situation. Yeah, Jada Jada plan. He didn't plan that song. I'm sorry, because that who shot your shit, that who shot your freestyle was actually from 2010. Yeah, it was the so way old. he said it. The way he it said so, it, it made it seem like it was it, new. It was new, and it was aimed at them. Like yep. that's a showman. That's a showmanship, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it was perfect. You can't, you know, like you can't line this. You can't line this shit up better. You know, other than the bloody moon, you know, so it's the way that they did it, it was perfect. And I think that like like Sheik was pretty much silent until they like called Sheik out. And you know, he started spitting some shit that he had, you know, that was like like hits, you know, ride or die chick, you know, and some other shit that he had that, that was hits. Because technically, Sheik don't have a hit song off of none of his albums. Um and I guess. I mean, maybe Mighty D Block might be considered, but like compared to you know Styles, I Get High and My Life, the joint he did with um, was a dude from Rock is Feral Monch. Feral Monch, of course, yeah. you know all the Jada hits. Then yeah, nah. And Styles got the shit with Akon. Oh you know, yeah, he got I forgot about that with, too. He got the shit with Rick Ross. Like Styles got hits. You know what I'm saying? Like Styles actually has hits. You know, not as many as Jada. You know, and Jada, if Jada would have played into the Freddie versus, you know, it, it could have got Jada probably could have beat them alone. But, oh, yeah. it, but to make it competitive, I think that I think that Dipset left out a lot of shit. I think their expectations of it was different from the Locks' expectations of it, and I think because that's why they, they left out a lot of shit. Cause they went into it as a joke. They, that's what I said. I just feel like they went into it as they were just like, man, you know what? This is like a club performance. We're just getting paid. We're gonna do this. Cause like I said, between Cam cockiness, Joel's forgetting the words, freaky. Cam always been cocky though. You know, it was just like, yo, it was just like, it, it made me so, like I said, it just made me so fucking annoyed. I'm sitting there watching it, and it was just like them coming back, and I was just like, yo, what the fuck? And and it made me mad, because I know a lot of people, when I read the comments, they were blaming Dipset's DJ, and it's like, no, 
don't blame the DJ. Nah. Blame them niggas because, yeah, like, yo, the DJ probably, Quincy probably, because if I was the DJ, I'd have been like, oh, word, okay, bam, I'm going to hit this. But they probably would have been so unprepared that they probably wouldn't even had even done nothing. And like you said, Jada called them out like, yo, what is we doing? This is hip hop, right? While they rapping over the track, that further let me know like, yo, they didn't practice. They didn't rehearse. They wasn't prepared. They was just ready to come out there. They think like, yo, we in Harlem. But they the locks said they them. prepared. The locks said they performed. Like they was performing. And like the locks was ready to give a performance. And I don't think that what I think that did for the locks is I think they raised their stock up too because they know what the verses stop, you know, doing a verses yeah. could do to everything else. Like, niggas is gonna go download the album, you know what I'm saying? Like, people still looking for the who shot you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shit with shit with Jada. And I tell people now, I'm like, y'all do know that Styles got a who shot you, uh, freestyle too, though, right? Was they didn't yeah. even know it's on DJ Clue. And I'm like, it's it's on DJ Clue. But Cam had a lot. I'm not sure if Cam, I can't remember if Cam did what means the world to you. But Cam, but Cam left out, Cam left out so much shit. I don't think he did. He had he got a he got a bone crusher remix. He like he like he left out a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, was like, and I was like, Cam, what the fuck are you like? You wrote a lot of music for a lot of for a lot. I was I wasn't gonna say that you need to spit the three LW verse. You know what I'm saying, like, cause he wrote that song too. But I was you and you only just spit that, you know. But what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have a a, a lot of a, a lot of shit that you wrote, and a lot of shit that you did for hip hop that you could have put out there. But Harlem is so Harlem always been flamboyant. Big L was flamboyant, like yeah. Mace flamboyant. Like Harlem always been like that. So I was surprised that Harlem came out that uh, came out like that, and they let the grittiness of Yonkers or any other borough that was in New York, they probably would have fell on their fucking face anyway. Because Harlem just kind of like Harlem kind of like there's like Harlem shows their grittiness, but it's cockiness over their grittiness. And this time, just their grittiness, the grittiness is just what took over the streets. But grittiness is it, that the locks grittiness took over the streets. That's it. None of them niggas had on no designer anything. They had Jade had on the most flashy shit, diamonds or this and the other. That was it. He had on some camouflage shorts, some Tims, some black Nike socks, and a t-shirt and a hat. Jim Jones showed up in some leather pants, some taxi twelves, uh, 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 a Ferragamo shirt. Uh, Cam showed up in a whole Gucci sweat outfit. Uh, I mean, shit, Joel's a long I was so, like, I know y'all hot, bro. So the only one that was like, like, Freaky showed up in like a little sweatsuit. I'm not even sure what the fuck he had on. But the lock showed up in, 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 in that type of shit. If DMX was there, DMX probably would have showed up with that goddamn dog chain on, his shirt off, Lord rest his soul. It would have been his shirt off, man. chain on, and he just would have been in that bitch barking. And, then and, not, and he would have been in there, and that bitch get busy and making it rock. Now that you say that, thank God, you know, I mean, not thank God that DMX is not with us, you know, God bless the dead, but it's like at the same time, yo, thank God, because like, yo, if if X was alive, X definitely would have showed up, because 
I would have been waiting for them. I know for a fact, if X was there, they would have did 24 hours to live. And at that point, it's a wrap. I don't yeah, know anything y'all could have came back with. I mean, it was kind of a wrap pretty much by the time Jay did his Who Shot Your Freestyle. It, it, it was pretty much kind of a wrap. But it was just like, yo, had they did that or even did the Rough Riders, I, I think they did the Rough Riders and for Remix. I'm not sure. But, I, they did. Okay. Just them doing that and X coming out alone. They could have did scenario. They could have did scenario two thousand. They could have did scenario two thousand. It would have been it because there was nothing, and that's what showed me like, yo, I don't know, y'all niggas just came out like, hey, y'all just came out with the cockiness. Y'all didn't come out with the. These but that's three. how Harlem is, though. I mean, but at the same time, it was like, yo, y'all didn't think about that, yo. These three dudes. They tour all the time. If they've broken up, you've never known about it. Everything about them has been kept in-house. They've always toured with those three. They rehearse or whatever. It's That's clear as day. Problem is. It's, it's clear as day they didn't rehearse because you had Joel, Jim, and, and uh, Freaky come out first, and everybody waiting on Cam. Cam came out like, what, an extra 10 minutes later? And then he comes so, out pulling out props, you know, with the with the chair. And it was like, yo, what what, what you bringing up? You got a dude to set up a beach chair for you. Exactly. Was, so you see, so you see how the the cockiness, you know, this this is the way that they are. So okay, so New York is broken broken up into five barrels, right? Yeah. So New York is broken into five barrels. Name me a barrel that is more cocky than Harlem. Like Brooklyn is like in between. Brooklyn is like the gritty and the cockiness. Like you can see it between Big, you can see it between Fab, you can see it between Jay, you can see it between Miss Bleak, you know, and a lot of other people from Brooklyn. But nobody's cockier than Harlem. Harlem is the cockiest, like Staten Island. Is that one of the barrels in in in? I I mean, if like well, I got fam in New, York. I got fam in New York. Like they kind of consider it, but at the same time they don't. They really only consider, of course, Queens, Bronx. But Southside Queens is gritty. And, Queen, and, and Queens and, um, is broken up in two different spots. And Brooklyn. I mean, well, they consider those four spots as like, yo, these are the boroughs. Although Staten Island, like, cause, because back then, before Wu, of course, so, you know, like, Island. you know, because, of course, in my family. Before woo, like Staten Island was never even really considered a borough like that. But shit, this ain't even from uh, Staten Island, even Brooklyn. Yeah, so it's like yo, it was just four boroughs only because they're 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 together. Where like you know you got Yonkers and Staten Island, they like they consider that upstate New York. It's the same way, like how they consider with you know the Griselda boys, you know they Buffalo, they upstate New York. That's how they kind of considered those. So, but right. I mean, it was just like I said for me, it was just you know, it was just it was a huge disappointment. It was one of the worst verses I ever seen because it was so. I, and the reason why I said it because only because all of the verses where the artists have performed have been so coordinated. 
everything has been coordinated, everything has been balanced, et cetera, whatever. Where with this one, it was it was just shit all over the place. It was like like I said, you did it on a Tuesday, which was dumb. Talking about it starts at 9 p.m. They come out an hour later at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. People gotta go to work. You did it after a fight. Um, you got you gotta tell like 20, 30 niggas get off the stage like 10 times throughout the whole thing. It just became so annoying where I couldn't even enjoy it enough to like actually watch it. I watched it. I, but I wasn't it, even <laughs> mad that it started at 10 or or whatever time it started because. You go, you you go try to watch a Floyd Mayweather fight, and you pay seventy dollars for the bitch, and the shit ain't gonna start till twelve o'clock at our time. But yeah, Vegas but is Floyd Mayweather's not gonna have no fight on the Tuesday night. He's not. However, it never's gonna start on time. So I ain't even necessarily. Ne- I wasn't. Necessarily- I wasn't. It was. It was just a day for me because it was like, yo, this is not how when the verses did it. When the verses originally did it, people were still at home. Now people are going back to work, whether it's they got to do it from their house to, or even going to the office. It's like, yo, why would y'all pick Tuesday night of all nights to do it? You could have did this on the, you probably could have did it on a Thursday night. It probably wouldn't have been that bad because you know a lot of people think on Friday. They should have did it on Saturday night. They should have did it on Saturday night. Should have been on a Saturday night because all the verses before then had either been. I'm almost sure. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. All of the verses, with except for the Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight and the Earth, Wind and Fire Osley Brothers, had been on the Saturday night. Those were the only two that had been on the Sunday night. How about that? Those remember. should be on the Sunday. Like you should be grooving and winding down, exactly. drinking a glass of wine. I can't remember <laughs> what the Escape and FWV joint was. I think that was on a Sunday night too, because I think that was Mother's Day. I'm not. That, I, that was that was Mother's Day because I was uh, me and the wife was hanging out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So see that that's perfect though, where you do that. So it was like you know. So that's 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 my only my only question. So you say because it was a hip hop joint, it should have been on a Saturday night, and because of who it was, it, it should have been on a Saturday night. It should have been on a Saturday night. It should have been more coach. It should have been more coach. Or a Friday said, night. Friday or Saturday, it should have been more cohesive. It should have been more direction. Everything. I don't think no group. I don't think no group. It could have been G Unit, and it would have been more cohesive than the Locks. The Locks, like I said, yeah. the Locks is the only group that I know publicly has it had any separation. Yeah, publicly, you are correct. And publicly. I'm talking about in music. Period. You know what I'm saying? I, like we can go to Escape, SWV, TLC. You pick any group, like even in hip hop or R and B, or you cross over to other genres. I don't I don't know any other group that has been as cohesive and men together as long as a lot. Jada and Styles went to school together. It didn't no Jada and Sheik went to school together. And then he ran into Styles P or whatever. And they've been rolling ever since. And even even if they had a little this and the other, somebody made a case show with an album, this and another. They had problems, they had contract problems. And if they had problems within themselves, which every relationship does, hell, people that's married for 50 years will have problems. Yeah. As far as being together, no other group in the music industry that I have listened to has been together as long as they have. Ever. Are we the fire, I guess? Yeah, because like, like I was saying earlier, 
I've been to so many dipset shows where it's a dipset show. It's just Cam. But to a dipset show where it's Jim and Jewels. I've been to a dipset show Jim where Jim Jones fucked up dipset. It was all four of them. Been to a dipset show where it was all three of them: Jewels, Cam, and Jim. And it was just like, just like yo, it was just like I can't say Jim fucked up dipset. Jim I fucked think, that up. I think Jim has been the only one who's been the most consistent out of dipset. Jim because, fucked that up because of what he did with Fifty. Well, but but Joel's was with him though, right? But Jim during was that the, whole during that whole ordeal, Jim was the copper or the shit. I'm not saying that Santana is not. I'm not. I mean, saying yeah. That, I mean, it's it. I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like they Jim Jones did was the it at all, friend. but it was just like, yo, Joel's was there, and that was one of the reasons why Cam, you know, had the beef with both of them. But at the same time. You know, the story has been told where it was just like, yo, Cam was out. Cam was like, I ain't doing music no more. You know, y'all do. Because Hell Rail has told the story. Um, JR has told the story. You know, whatever. It was just like, Cam was just like, you know, well, fuck it. I'm, you know, I'm doing whatever. So it was like, yo, we got to keep doing the music. After the Rockefeller, after the Dynasty breakup, which we're going to get into that. It's our next episode, and we're going to break that down so far down. We might have break that down in three episodes. So far down. Like it is gonna go crazy with that. But I think, but I think see, I don't want to get into detail because that's gonna lead to the whole different thing. But I think like Jim Jones, I think Jim Jones fucked it up, especially with Mac B, with Mac with Max B and Stack Bundles. Like it, like Jim Jones, I think Jim Jones. Ultimately, like even with Cam stepping down and saying that I don't want to do rap no more, this another. Jay Z even said that at one point, and Cam was still rapping. He didn't want dropping no albums, so he was still rapping. He was still doing features, you know, stuff like that. He just wasn't dropping no albums. So even with that being said, Capo, he was the next in line. But the way he was handling the artist, the way he handled Bird Game, like Bird Game was a branch off of Dipset. So the way he handled that, and that shit blew up. I blame it on I blame it on Jim Jones. Uh, Santana was was sixteen when he first got down. Santana is like Cam, like Cam and Jim Jones in their forties. Santana is still in his thirties, so he was still young. So he didn't like he didn't have the experience. And even even Jada like Jada was like this is before Jim Jones or no this was Styles P said it was like this is before Jim Jones even knew how to rap. Jim Jones wasn't the fucking rapper then. Like he was just an artist that was on a label who was missing bars here and there. He just started rapping like for real until Max B and Stack Bundles came around and start, you know, helping him out with his bars and shit. But other than that, no, he wasn't. But yet and still, he got one of the biggest hits, which he didn't even fucking write on as a dipset member. He didn't write, he didn't write balling. That was Max B and Stack Bundles. And then I think I, I think the production was uh I, the production might not no the production was by Ryan Browse. Cause that was a hit that was a hit that was a heat makers. So like Jim Jones Jim Jones did bad business. He wasn't a great businessman. He ended up being a great businessman after he got on those TV shows. He ended up getting better 
at being a great businessman. Cam was a great businessman. Cam, like even Jada said in an interview, whatever Cam say, that's what we get. Because Cam is the great is a great businessman. Cam knows the business. Whatever he say we getting, that's what we getting. Way before he got with Rockefeller and he was with Entertainment, you know, before because he was supposed to sign with Big, but Big ended up passing. And he ended up getting with uh Um Rivera. Um Rivera was fucking him over, and then he got a good deal with Dame, and Dame helped him out with the business portion of it. And then that's what Cam became the great businessman that he is now. But at the same token, he teach that shit to, uh, to, to, to Jim Jones, which I think ultimately broke up. Well, I think ultimately broke up Dipset, which I think ultimately goes to the cohesiveness that they didn't have in this particular versus. Particularly, like, when the last time they rehearsed? When the last time they actually performed their songs together? Who knows? That's what I mean, because they was, break, they was getting back together and they broke up. Was getting back together, and they broke up. Cause I, I can't, I'm trying to remember the last song they put out where they was like, "Yo, we back together." Matter of fact, I kind of remember it because Dane was on the song where they was like, "Yo, we back together," and I was like, "Oh shit, okay, they set us back." And then of course they broke up. The thing that I was hoping that they was going to do, and they didn't do it. Dipset got a song with the Lot. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's Dipset and the Locks. And they I got a, they got they got a little album with the Locks. Like it's like eight songs with the Locks. I was hoping at some point they was gonna perform that song, but they didn't. You know, it ever it is what it is. But it was just like yo. But that's what I'm just saying. It was just like overall, like I said, as for me as a fan of both groups. Although you know, I'm a bigger fan of Dipset. It was just like, yo, it was so unorganized where it was just like, yo, I couldn't, I couldn't even enjoy it. Like how I enjoyed the others, especially, like I said, since they got the, you know, they're doing the performance now. Um, So it was just like, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. The locks won. I'll tell anybody in that hands down, easy, like the locks won. Hands down, one, because of their cohesiveness, two, because of their energy, and three, because of how they perform. Whereas, the you know, Dipset was just like, man, fuck this shit. You know, we just going to come out here. We just want, you know, whatever. Because I was just like, yo, it was so many songs. Like, they just could have matched up back to back. With them, and they didn't I, do it. I, I would have put this out there. I would have put this out there. Like when I first heard, um, even though I love J Verse better, I'm a BK brawler, Marcy Projects, Hallways Loiterer, Pure Coke Copper. Get your order up. I bring it to Baltimore and the Ford Explorer. It's going to cost you more if I got to get it to Florida. Rocket Game Attender with the Bent Park with the tent. Yo, what I heard. Welcome to New York City. When I first heard that track, I was like, yo, what the fuck is, like, this shit is crazy. You know what's crazy? When he performed this that, shit is crazy. I was like, yo, you know what? I wonder if hoes want to come out. But then at the same time, I'm like, yo, no. Hoes oh, would have came out busy. for the locks. I, yeah, 
But he it came out like, But it was just like, yo, welcome to New York City is a little bit bigger because it's just them two. But then at the same time, I was just like, you know what? It's Hove. Hove not coming out for that shit. But like, Hove is like, it's versus. Hove's like, I'm not coming out for this shit. And he's one of the people that's on my list that's like unbeatable on versus. Period. I'm, I'm going to get into that. I'm, I'm going to segue into that. But here's here's the problem. I got a hundred. Yo, it couldn't be sweeter. Life's a bitch depending on how you treat it. You might get rich. Like, I got a hundred guns and hundred clips. Nigga, I'm from New York. What song was actually bigger? It was definitely Jada, Ja Rule, and Fat Joe. It didn't make it no better that Fat Joe was in the fucking crowd. It definitely was better. No. B- bigger than New York. Welcome to New York. See, the difference is, though, I, I welcome to New York. No, welcome to, the difference is, Welcome to New York was a single. Welcome to New I'm York City really Cam let, album wasn't. Let, let, I'm about to say, let, let, me, let me change that up. When, it, when, it, when, when Ja Rule dropped from New York, when he, I'm from New York, that was a single. They had a video for it and everything. That song is hard. Welcome to New York City probably is better. Way better. But because of the publicity that that track got, that's why it rained harder. And it kind of segued into what Cat was. It was almost like, it was almost kind of like, I don't want to say Jada. It was coming like the locks baited them into that. I think it rained hard. I think it rained harder because of their energy at that point. Because Jada was already, he was already on one. So he was just like, what? Oh, you think you got a New York anthem? Oh, you must have forgot. And that's where I was expecting Dipset to go. And that's where I was going going back to what I said earlier when Jada and Styles did banned from TV verse. I was expecting Cam to come in like, oh, you must have forgot. I was on that song too. See? Let's go and do his verse. He never did it, and that would have been so smart because it would have been like, "Oh shit, that's right, I forgot." Cam was on that song, and the he only, never did it. The only thing I didn't like from the Bad from TV joint was because Bam TV was a back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like dope money that was on uh, Rough Riders album. I think they did that too. You yeah, know, they- but but it, it was it was a, it was a back and forth. Now I don't. I, I love they back and forth. They back and forth game. I, only people I think that that is, might be a little bit stronger or is equal is AZ and uh is Nas. Nah. But they back and forth game. Uh, we get to that later. We got to throw a red and go. We we go we go we we'll get to it later. I can oh, go, go Jay. I can go Jay Z and Seeds. I can go Seeds and Scarface too because Seeds and Scarface is gonna drop a whole album together. Uh, but I'm not gonna even throw in Royce and him. So, so. but yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I will get into that though. So, um, that's where I think, like, that's where I think that, like, like, like Jada, like Jada and Styles features went over Cam went over like Dipset songs, like they features with 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 Ja Rule with. With Fat Joe, with Jennifer Lopez, with whoever, whatever, is so much stronger, or at that present time was so much stronger than the songs that they presented. I say all that to say this. 
Would you go to 100 Guns, 100 Clips? Nigga, I'm from New York. There's two other artists on that. And these two other artists, they're about to get Harry Versus. Those two other artists are no other than. Oh my, I'm going to welcome New York City. Ja Rule and Fat Joe. It don't matter. Because you got to think about it like this. At that time, when Ja dropped that, at the same time, Ja was still, he's still going at 50. Who's the better artist? I'm, I'm not even, I'm, let's, let's, let's not even beat around the bush. Who the better artist? Like, they both got, like, mad radio hits. Lean back, you can, like, lean back, you can pair with a lot of songs that Ja Rule got. Ja Rule has a lot of songs. Like, a lot of radio hits. Like, K's who's, who's the better between who? Fat Joe and Ja Rule. Oh, so we're going to jump on this first. Okay. All right. Yep. So. We way right into that because I said two other artists is on that New York song. Two okay. other artists is on that New York song. And it's Fat Joe and Ja Rule. And they're next up to do a versus. So with that being said, like you can go into Lean Back. You can go into I Make It Rain and them hoes. I Make It Rain. See? Okay. So overall... And this is what's been the funny. This has been the funny thing ever since they have um, announced it. And of course, it's kind of funny because it's the same way how when they announced Dipset and Lock, everybody Dipset, Dipset. I'm seeing everybody, everybody, Jaru, 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 Jaru. He's gonna blow him off the water. I don't and I'm think like, so. Yo, he's not going to blow him off the water. Like y'all think I've I've been seeing people talking about Fat Joe don't even got ten hits. Y'all are smoking. I they think it's on twins. Fat Joe is going to now. Okay, to answer your question, Ja Rule does is the better artist and has the bigger hits, maybe a little bit more hits, more songs, etc. Whatever. What? But. Fat Joe is not to be slept on. And I think that's what's going to open up a lot of people's eyes during this upcoming versus to Fat Joe with his song. Because see, all the, because see, with the exception of, because you have to think of like people who's not in our generation. All the thing they know Fat Joe for is all the way up. Like that's, that's like his most Y'all want recent. to live my lifestyle. Yeah, but see, but that's our my generation. Shit. That's our generation. <laughs> for this generation, all they know it's for is all the way up. So a lot of people look at Fat Joe as if like yo, all the way up was commercial. Yeah, it was he's recently commercial. He's a slouch. You've got Fat Joe from. John Blaze, you got Fat Joe from Twins, stuff that he's done with Pun. Twins, uh, he's man. done with J Lo, joints he's joint with Shanti. He probably won't do it only because of who it ja- is. Jaro got more hits with Shanti. Oh, that is I'm true. not always there when you call. Yeah, you're true. Yeah, he probably won't do one of his biggest hits, and only because it was with R. Kelly. But he got that song, like Fat Joe. Wait, wait, wait. Fat Joe got his big. 
Who's this? Yeah, Joseph? we thug it. We thug it. We thug and rolling. No, that was with yeah. genuine too, though, right? No, that was with that was with R. Kelly. Didn't he have a song with genuine? That might have been genuine song, but Fat Joe definitely has. I I could say when I first saw it, it was a very weird matchup because I was like, yo. This this kind of don't match up. Like it was just like ah, but I got why they did it, and you know I saw the comments like it should have been fifty, it should have been fifty, and I'll keep telling people like yo, like no, that's never going to happen. This this is not like Jeezy and Gucci. Like yo, this is real. Like this is this started from the streets all the way up until, and it's still there. Like that's never going to die. Period. Like mm-hmm. Jeezy and Gucci. They start from the streets. They was cool at one point before their whole beef happened. Jar and Fifty beef way different. This started before Fifty had even got big. Yeah. So it's never going to die. Period. It's going to stay that way because of Fifty. So trying to talk about it should have been Fifty. No, it's never going to happen. It's Make three, it rains. We thugging. There you go. Make it rain. See, and I'm thinking, Get that's it I'm, thinking I'm so lot of people, remix. That's where I must see. That's where a lot of people are going to be shocked because Fat Joe. Remember, at one point, DJ Khaled was with Terror Squad. Yeah, he, he was. He was. Uh huh. So it's going to be a lot. They're going to be like, "Yo, I forgot about that," and that's where Fat Joe. That's where Fat Joe lean back was probably his biggest hit. Lean back, see everybody. That's and that's why I keep telling people. I've I've seen the comments. People talking about, oh, he only got ten hits, and I'm like, yo, y'all don't even know. I'm like, yo, y'all have no clue. Like, I'm not going to say that Fat Joe's going to win. But well, you know what? Always on time. Put it on me. Holla, holla. It's possible. Down ass bitch. Clap back. Living it up. Living up is my shit with Case. It's possible. Between Fat me and Joe, you? It's possible Fat Joe could win. It just depends on what Jaws gonna play. Wonderful? I don't I don't think Fat I don't think Jaws gonna play Clapback. Wonderful is one, my shit though. But Fat Joe has enough to wear yo between It's murder between his songs and his guest appearances. He has enough where like yo, he can yo, he can hold his own and I think it's gonna shock a lot of people. It's like I think that's gonna be like that new way because everybody now, especially this generation, looks when at I that cry, show as the storyteller. They look I at him cry, as the storyteller. Yes. What's that song they got on um, Hard Knock Life too? I mean, Hard Knock Life. That shit, that, that shit. Jaws He wasn't Hard Knock Life. Jaws and Field torn it, even if they didn't want it. It was so long since I met a chicken. Yeah, no. I'll be dead wrong, and I'm gonna be gone. But hold on to the feeling, the floss, and the platinum. Nah, Jaws was not on Hard Knock Life, bro. And you know I know hoes like the back of my hand. Job was that Dude, hard. It was because it was also on the rush hour shit. Oh damn! You know what you talk? I know what you talking about. You talking about um, 
Hold on, you talking about the joint with a meal? Can I get a fuck you? <laughs> I forgot about that song. Okay, you got me. with me. With you got me. With me. Can you, you can, got me. can you bounce with me? I was sitting here like, yo, come what on, song nah. Are you talking about? I was sitting here like, was not on. You. It ain't you. even a question. I'm about what's good. I'm good to these bad hoes. Yeah. I'm so wrong till I'm in that jigger. I'm in Yeah, come on, nah. Oh, yeah, no, you got the flaws in the platinum. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that's, that was Ja. Me. Like yeah, he, like Ja got hits, like a lot of them. He got a lot, but he got Joe, a lot of them. What's love uh, down there, is bitch? Yeah, Fat Joe, but I, but Fat Joe is not going to be taking up the slouch. Like I said, I think so many people. What would I just, do without yo? I just counted him out as like you know what I'm saying, like yo. Mm-hmm. No, Fat Joe ain't no bitch. He got hits. He had, and that's and that's the part that people, like I said, especially with this generation, they automatically thinking like, "Hey, yo, all he got is, you know, the recent joint with, um, you know, with French Montana, you know, all the way up." And it's just like, "Yo, he got like you said, he got make it rain." He was on uh, We Taking yeah. Over. Nigga like, Rain could, might be his best hit. Like, he could do, like, especially, like, yo, just imagine he does We Taking Over. And he what? decides to bring out Lil Wayne. Like, yo, what's going to stop that? Because Lil Wayne verse was one of the best verses of all time on We Taking Over. Like just imagine if he brings him out. That's you another topic. We, that's another topic. We ain't getting on that right now. That's another topic. See? <laughs> that's another topic. That's what I'm saying. So but, he he's not going to be a slouch. No, I don't think Fat Joe's going to be a slouch at all. I think Fat Joe got like mad hits. They got mad hits with like noticeable, you know, and arguably some of like he got like arguably some of the best records that ever played on the radio. Arguably. Some yeah. of the best, you know, like even with that, he got what's the fuck was Jay Holiday that I oh yeah yep. Yep. tell <laughs> if you don't want me to that was my shit. Yeah. So I'm a real nigga. Real niggas do real things. And like that, that was one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite tracks. That and um, lean back, you know, because because Scott yeah. Storch went lean nuts back. with that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. But wonderful with R. Kelly, uh, he probably won't play that song. But fuck, like I said, he probably he probably neither one of them probably won't even touch either one of their R. Kelly songs. I don't see it. I'll be surprised if they do, but I doubt that they will because they probably not gonna want that backlash. Rule keep you fly, but no dough. Pimping ain't easy. Trust me, I know. Gangsters and hoes go 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 go. And every little thing that I do, bitch. What I do, that's the hustle anthem in Detroit. Like, we hustling off of that. Yeah. I love get like I through, baby. Like, that's like, like it's it's hard. Like, it's hard to deny Ja Rule's presence as far as radio hits go, as far as hits go. Like, Ja Rule was, if you got, if you got to pick, Bob Wiles was, was missing 106 apart. And Ja Rule was right up under Bow Wow. Well, 106 apart. As far as hits go. 
But yeah, I think he's gonna match him because, like I said, Ja Rule, he probably gonna come out. You know, he gonna do a J Lo joint. Fat gonna be like, oh word, I got a J Lo joint. Let's go. So I think it's gonna it, it's it, it's gonna be good. I think overall, Ja more than likely he's going to win, but yeah. it's not gonna be as easy as a lot of people. I don't want people to sleep. About, how many like, people sleep on sleep on Fat Joe? A lot of people are sleeping on Fat Joe and think he's just gonna get blown out the water. I'm like, nah, Fat Fat Joe is not a pushover. I think Fat Joe could have in a versus what versus was actually set up to be. I think I think he could beat a lot of people as far as what versus was set up to be. Great thing is like like Noriega be talking shit to like Benny Siegel and shit like that. And I was you know right. I'm like and I and I you know like like shit like that. I was just be like, nigga, you get like in a versus. You get smoked by Soldier Boy. Beans like you get like you get smoked. Beans will kill that man. So I was like, so if you get smoked by Soldier Boy, I don't think like hit for hit. I don't think nobody could say. I'm not saying lyrically. I'm saying hit for hit. I think nobody hit for hit could actually stand. Y'all can argue me down against Bow Wow. Hit for hit, nobody can do it. Really? Who? There's, there's like five people that just like could. Who? Bro, Hove can go hit for hit for Bow Wow. He can't. Wayne could go hit for hit for Bow Wow. Wayne can. Drake could go hit for hit with Bow Wow. Drake can. So that's two. That's three. You saying Hove can't think go Hove hit? Can't for hit. Go Hove is by far way better see, than Bow Wow. Okay, but see, here's the difference. You're talking about radio you, hit, what Versus was set yeah. up to be. What yeah. Versus was set up to be. Well, no. was just hits in general. But see, but the only difference is when you put Hove and Bow Wow, that's a huge gap. That's a huge generation gap. It is. So, but Hove can go hit for hit with Bow Wow. Like, but it's such a huge generation gap. It's not going to work. It's going to be the same way with Wayne and, and Bow Wow. That's what I said. The only person Wayne can go against is Drake. Period. At this but, point, the only person Hov can go against is Drake. Drake is the only person that can stand toe-to-toe with Hov right now. I don't think he's even nah, Wayne. No, nah, Wayne can. Wayne can. Wayne can definitely stand toe-to-toe. With his mixtapes. And so can not, Kanye. Like, hit for hit. And so can Kanye. Kanye can. Kanye can, so but Kanye. I think, but I think, I don't, I think Ho will win. I don't think Ho will bury Kanye, but I think Ho will win. But I think, like, I'm talking about like hits, hits. Yes, bro, you have to think about. Let you me to, hold you down like a yes, but you have to think about it like this though. That's when ridiculous. You're talking about yes, but when you're talking about hits, you're talking about the song Marrow, and then also you have to talk about their features. Hope has been featured on so many, but well, a lot of Beyonce. Yeah, but it's not going to work anyway because that generation gap is so big. So I think the only person that could probably even—that's why I, when folks was talking about the Bow Wow Soldier Boy, I was like, "Yo, that's really good because that was—they were both in the same era, like Hove, Drake, and Wayne." You can't put them in a versus with Bow Wow because so you, don't think, you, you don't think Chris Breezy will watch Usher. No, and Chris I'm gonna Breezy, tell you, why. Chris Breezy will watch Usher. No, 
because Usher, and that was another reason somebody kept bringing that up. And I was like, yo, that's a good versus, but at the same time, it's sort of like a different era because Usher has a, Usher has 20 hits, hands down, and he has 20 classic hits. And so does Breezy. He does, but I don't think it's going to be a watch. I think it'll be something that's going to be neck and neck. Like, okay, just to, just to go off of this, here is my list where it's like these people are almost unbeatable. Like, they uh, let, me ask you this. let me ask you this. Before we get to that, is Take You Down comparable to Nice and Slow? Oh, man. I might have to go Nice and Slow. That's a preference, though. Because... But is it, nice com- is it comparable? Because Nice and Slow came out when I was, what, eighth grade, ninth grade? And Take You Down came out when I was... When I was fucking... I, I was married and shit. I had a kid already. So it, it yeah, was... But you got to think about which one is more classic. Nice and Slow is... Like, you got to think about it like I this. Think think about it like this. They're both classic, but you got to think about it like this. Like, yo... When you're in that zone, or which one is going to get played on the radio first? Is it going to be nice and slow, or is it going to be take you down? Now it's about ten. It's going to be nice and slow. I think it's going to be both. Okay, so yeah, it'll probably be both. You're right. You probably be both. Chips, you playing for the next whole week? That seems like that song. Usher don't have a song that compares to that song with Chris Brown and Drake. Usher do not have a song that can compare. That play on the radio that many times with Drake and Chris Brown. He Are you does serious? It. He does you're serious, it, right? You serious, right? I, I'm, I'm out dead ass. Because Usher can, because e- Usher can easily drop his drink with Lil John. He can wait, drop. Love, yeah. love, wait, love in his club? Oh, we do it. No, he can drop. Yeah, he can drop the drink with Lil John and yeah, with Ludacris. It was, it was those three. See what I I'm saying? I still don't think it got played as much. Bruh, yeah, was so huge. Yo, he could not go anywhere poppin'? and not hear that Yo, song. Yo, popping, over popping, bruh. Yeah, keep was the bigger on one. You, oh, come on, man. That's yeah, all with him and Santana. That song makes Santana career. Yeah, Usher's yeah was a way bigger record than popping. And Chris Breezy is definitely the better dancer. Oh, I say well, he's a better singer. That. I'll give you that. I'll give you he's a better dancer. I think Chris Breezy. I think Chris Breezy is a better artist. I don't think Usher sings better. Yeah. But I think Chris Breezy is a better artist. No, I, I. You know what? I can give you that too. I can give you that too. But it. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be a wash like people think it would be. Usher has been in this game so long. Like I said, we're not even gonna count his very first album. We're gonna you, start from um oh, dang, I can't. You think running is not better than you maybe wanna leave the one I with, start a new relationship with you. This is what I do. I have to put him as a tie. I have to put him as a tie. See, I couldn't. That's, and that's what, it was crazy. And that's what I and that's what I've been telling folks. And that's what I've been telling Ryan folks that kept focused on Usher and the Chris Brown. I'm like, yo, it's a, it's a huge. And that's what I kept saying, like, yo, it's a huge generational gap because it's not going to be the way folks 
think it's going to be because Usher has those hits. Usher, like, Usher has well over 20, 30 hits. So, it, so does Chris Brown. But it's not going to be, but it's a generational gap because, like, when Chris Brown was starting to rise up, you know, Usher was kind of starting to fade. Like, Usher's been around since now. It is a generation. Here's the thing, though. Like, it is generational. No matter of fact, I, say, I want to say 96, my bad. I want to say 96. It's, it's generational, but, like, me, I recognize, I, I recognize the music. Like, okay, so I recognize the music. Like, Trey Young had put something up on his mm. post, mm. on his mm. Twitter. Mm. Which I felt was very disrespectful because this person don't even write. He admitted to not writing his own music. It Jay don't even write. So I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, how do you even compare it? You know? And I'm like, am I just being biased because it's Jay Z and it's Drake and this and the other? He's like, well, when are we going to say Drake is better than Hov? Nigga, never. We're never going to say Drake better than Hov because Drake don't write his own songs. He don't write his okay. own music. Okay, I can, I, and this is, I can, because I know how to take my bias out of stuff. Drake, in my opinion, will never be lyrically better than Hov. Ever! Never. But as far as putting an album together. Music-wise, I agree. Musically-wise, Drake, yeah. He can, because it's like, and that's why I like, and I saw that tweet. When I saw the tweet, I immediately, I reacted like you. But then I thought about it, I was like, you know what? He's probably not talking lyrically. He's probably talking like, you know, musically wise. And then I had to think about Trey Young's age. I was about to say, any 20-something year old. Yeah, because I remember when back in like the early 2000s, mid-2000s, I remember like a lot of my family who lives in the South how they were saying Gucci was better than Hove. And I was like, yo, what are y'all smoking? Like, y'all <laughs> y'all need to stay off some drugs. And it, that's when it hit me. Like, yo, you know what? Yeah, I got to realize, like, the regions are different. Like, their mindset is different. Their age bracket is different. So it's like, yo, this is what you grew up on. You didn't grow up on Hove. So, like, yo, you think, okay, cool. You think Gucci's better than Hove? Okay, whatever, because you can relate to it. But it's like, but that's why I say, yo, it's it's it's, it's certain people. So that is Drake, I feel so like, is Drake better than Wayne? Nah, I, and and matter of fact, now that you bring you brought up a very valid point because when he said that tweet, when Trey Young said that tweet, I was like, yo, I can't even say at the moment that Drake is better than Wayne. So I was like, until, like, let's just say a versus Drake and Wayne, like, yo, it's it's going to be impossible because Wayne has between his music, his features, like mixtape stuff, it's impossible for Drake to top that stuff that Wayne has done. Because Wayne can go as way back as cash money before Drake was even there. So it's like, He's one of he's he he's on my list as one of the people that's like yo, I don't know who you could who you could get to battle him. He's almost like unbat he's unbattable. If that's it's not a word, but it's mm-hmm. like he's he, he he can't be battled because it's like yo his his career his longevity 
his music, whatever, mm-hmm. his resume is so long. It's like, yo, what could you go up against him with? It's like, it's impossible because Wayne can easily, like the same way, like I was mad at the Rick Ross and 2 Chainz joint because I was like, yo, that's an unfair battle because Ross is in that category, in my opinion, as somebody like, yo, you can't really battle him because he has the resume, the longevity, and the records long enough where like, yo, he can go. So it's like, who could you put up? Who could you put against Ross? Who could you put against Wayne? Who could you put against Drake? Who could you put against Hope? It's impossible. Who could you put against Ye? It's almost virtually impossible. Who could you put against the Neptunes? It's, it's it's impossible. It's 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 nobody that is like yo. You put them against them that you think that's gonna be like oh yeah. Of course, without being unbiased, you can't do it. It's impossible because of course if you put like let's just say Hove and Drake battle. Of course, I'm a big Hove fan. I'm be like, oh yeah, Hove got that. But in my right mind, I'm gonna like, yo, Dre got hits too. So it's impossible. It's just like saying, like, yo, as much as we don't want to admit it, we don't want to say his name, don't want to talk about his music. It's like, yo, who 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 could you put up against the hard Kevin? It's impossible. Who could you put up against Michael Jackson? It's impossible. Could you put up against Prince? It's impossible. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it's those people who they just got that they just got that catapult. <laughs> it's impossible to do. Period. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.